Hello. <laughs> I didn't do the hello, hello, hello thing. <laughs> um, welcome back to the Shuristy Takes the World show. Uh, yes. Today. Oh, okay, cheering apparently. Um, but today we're talking about you know people's expectations versus how you view yourself and how y- you may really be. You actually are. Yeah, because you know there's sometimes. People behave differently in different situations. Like, you can be both extroverted and introverted. I think most people are like a balance of the two. Sometimes we are like more of one than the other. We're all different, and we all react differently to different situations and to different people that we come into contact with. Yeah, and so sometimes if you're forced to be social, then you ought to be social, and you get more chatty about things. But then sometimes when you don't feel like talking, then you <laughs> become a hermit and stay alone at times, which is completely fine. But we're just here to talk about. But yeah, like, what? How do you? Okay, let's start this off by kind of dissecting ourselves. Like, do you find yourself to be more of an introvert? Do you like? Are you a hermit kind of person? Because I can be, and you very you know very well that yeah. I am sometimes a hermit. But how do you view yourself? Um, I'm more introverted, but then I do like talking to people. Not not necessarily talking to people, but like hearing people's like experiences, like getting their energy and me explode not, <laughs> and me sharing my energy to other people. But I am more shy in comparison, so I'm not that much of a like if in the but in the. I think what Christy's trying to say here is, I think she likes to describe herself as a shy person, and you know it takes a while to get to know her, but you know when she does, she's kind of insane, and then she just flips up the camera and she goes, "Yeah," or "Hoi," or "Yo." That's all she does. When you get to know her, she's just super like hyped to be there. Um. So I definitely think for her, this is kind of like the expectation for her, I think, from people from a first glance. And I don't know. I'm kind of guessing here because I've known her for way too long to remember what I thought of her at the beginning. Because I I, I feel like maybe a lot of people think she's smart for sure, 100%. I still think she's smart, but also extraordinarily stupid at times. (laughs) (laughs) I think we both are. I cannot refute that. Because <laughs> um, I know that Cherie, as a hermit, she does tend to go under like the radar completely and like off the grid for a few days or weeks. And then nobody knows what's going on at her place. Yeah, but then she somehow resurfaces back into society <laughs> and then reaches out to people when she wants to. Yeah, I'm definitely... Because I don't know, I like, the, it's the same thing again. We don't know each other's, like, first impressions because it's been way too long and it's not accurate. I mean... But, like... From what people see of her right now, like, what I've heard from her meetings and, like, the bunch of people that she hangs out with, she's more of a leader currently, (laughs) and she takes charge, and she likes taking on responsibility, and she's more like a serious person, and all that. I mean, I can see that side of me that's kind of become more, like, 
work focused I guess in a way ever since Mm -hmm. I kind of like switched schools and changed into a different environment I feel like from then on I was a lot more motivated to do my work I literally was doing like homework two weeks ahead of time like alone um it's really funny I feel like you know looking back if my younger self saw me now they would be kind of jealous I feel like almost just because because you're pretty much matured and you're so different from what you were yeah how many years ago I think not Mm. more than five years ago now because it's just like I think back then and I think we both kind of shared that we were kind of like just crazy we were like you know mucking around just yeah, playing pranks, yeah. <laughs> not getting caught. For what? <laughs> We're just playing pranks um, on people and then kind yeah. of just running around the schools, halls. No, fooling around 24-7. That's what people who met us at that age Definitely. thought yeah. of us. Because I think a lot of the times that is the perception that I think the people that we met later in our schooling years did feel like. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's like, I don't know what it was like before we became Sharisti in a way, like officially became Sharisti. How do you think their like perception of you was? I used to be very quiet before I met like a certain few friends that opened me up completely. So I was like really quiet and then like studious and all that. And like which kind of continued on for the rest of like, you know, high school graduation. This girl was like a workbook fanatic. And like... (laughs) Just, I, I think about it, like, the alien story from episode one. She went to go see her, like, go, we, we took her to our mom, and then she immediately had workbooks out. And I was like, really? I think you had workbooks, or your brother had workbooks. Either one of you had workbooks, basically. There was a workbook involved somewhere, or I remember you having workbooks. Yeah, but I I feel like... We've changed, but how do you feel like you've changed? And since you think that I've matured, should I should I kind of say what I kind of feel like you've changed to? Yeah, sure. I feel like previously you were kind of on a path that was already predetermined for you. Like, schools definitely feels like a bit more of a linear path. Because you kind of have mm-hmm. people who guide you through it. And they're like, you know, you should do this and this, do this and that. Mm-hmm. And you're mainly being treated as a child, but I think now that you've become an adult, you're kind of a bit more unsure of like what to do, your place in the world or where you could be going. And I think that fear kind of has overtaken you sometimes. And I think when we talk, that does kind of spill out. Yeah, and I definitely feel like like from what my university friends see me, it's a bit more different because I remember you talking about this in your first year because you were like I kind of don't feel like I want to show my crazy side or something you know I have to be normal Christy and low-key and then in second year you said oh they're starting to see the craziness but it's not like the true (laughs) crazy me too crazy because because you know like we age as we age you know you can't be as childish anymore. So you have to take a more serious look. Um, and I feel like that has kind of taken a toll on like my, you know, identity as a person. 
like what should I actually be at this age or like at this point of life? I feel like that's something interesting just because I feel like playfulness or kind of quirkiness doesn't have to be covered up or hidden away. Just because I think it's all right to, you know, be still be playful, but you kind of, I think as you, even as a child, honestly, you have to learn. I, I think children actually do have a sense of responsibility. It's just, it's more difficult during that time period to kind of admit to it, I feel like, a lot of the times. Because yeah. like, I remember back in school, I did stuff that, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to do. Like, I did in the back of my mind realize that it was wrong or like I shouldn't be doing it. But I couldn't admit to it at that time. But if I were to do it now, which I wouldn't, because now I have the sense of like, you know, I shouldn't be doing it. So I wouldn't do it in the first place. Mm. That yeah, is the mindset. Yeah, that's the same for me. Because I feel like younger me didn't really think of consequences as much but now in like in comparison to me now I think I value the consequences more than like the process in between I think that's like a very good and admirable like admirable trait to have but I just kind of feel like a lot of the times that ends up you know you can overthink things and I think overthinking can be good in the sense where you analyze the situation you think about the different outcomes or the consequences to your actions but sometimes Mm -hmm. i feel like for you at least there are times where you kind of overthink it too much and then it really stresses you out and then you end up like breaking down and i don't think that's a good thing it really isn't (laughs) anyway let's move on We've talked about how you kind of like, you know, you kind of act differently in front of people. But like, do you ever feel like you've been pressured to have to like keep up a certain act? And like, what is this act exactly? Like, I know you said like it's responsible, quiet, Christy. But is there like something very specific or like a story you could tell? So I think the most best example I can think of is when I had to attend a careers dinner like recently. And we had to network with, like, different, like, professional people. And at that point, you know, I thought to myself, you know, they're not going to see you anymore. They only have, like, this first impression of you from this one dinner. So I just took on, like, a, another <laughs> persona, I guess, that's more confident and, like, talk talkative. <laughs> and, you know, more open and mm-hmm. bright personality instead see, of like my hermit self i think that there's a flaw in that logic whereas like when you're kind of like at a networking thing your goal is to kind of just meet people get kind of find interesting angles to kind of like unwrap their story tell them yours and just get to know new people i know a lot of the times in networking events i feel like there's a pressure to kind of meet as many people as you can. And whilst I think it's good to kind of like hand out your like name card to people like as much as possible, mm-hmm. I think it's also important to try at least build that connection that you can actually hold on to. And like for like obviously for genuine purposes, but it could also in the long run might benefit you in the workplace possibly. So I kind of feel like there's a bit of a... A weird thing and like I think you could have like a bit more confidence in 
yourself and the way you act in front of people. Because I think you're fine. It's just that. I don't know if you're just kind of afraid. Do you feel like you're afraid? It's more like I can't be like my too hyper self because I can get quite inappropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you have to like take on like a serious side because you know it's a serious kind of it's like what the career that I'm to- heading towards in is a more serious kind of sector in general anyway. So I don't think that me being this brighter hyper personality might fit into what they think would be a perfect like applicant dude you look like you're about to cry i'm just gonna say (laughs) no i'm gonna cry because of the traffic outside (laughs) there are so many noisy cars out today have you ever had to like pretend to be someone you've not you're not i feel like that phase for me was a very long time ago like the more when it was more prominent because back when i was in uh, primary school i was i very much tried to be the tough Mm. like so when i was in my first few years so one and two i was very much the shy kind Mm -hmm. of like really timid girl and then when year three started i started to toughen up just because i i kind of felt like you know it wasn't working out for me i had to put on this tough act and then there was also just a lot of like angsty stuff going on behind the background scenes and stuff and then moving forward like i knew that it wasn't right to do like and be the way that i was so then starting in six i decided that i have to try to be more of a friendly person less kind of like fighty and stuff like that so then from then on because the thing is i never like because i didn't know that you had this like you took on this tough persona because by the time when i met you i thought you were really tough yeah because kind of person so i think it kind of molded into your like people's impression yeah, of you like i think a lot of people have that impression of me and i i know a lot of people did kind of talk about it i know someone was kind of scared of me like our friend um corn she was like she told me once that she was actually scared of me when she first met me because she heard that i was like a really tough and scary person (laughs) um and it's just kind of like yeah i became that tough person i still have that tough side to me because i've kind of like grown into it because i had it whilst growing up i guess but then Moving forward from mm-hmm. there, I did the friendly thing. So then I became more of the hyper-friendly person that you know me now as, in a way. And then afterwards, when I entered my, like, senior high school years, I became more, like, the studious type. I started to kind of think more about the things that I do. And then now I've kind of evolved because of my situation and everything. I've become more, I think more practical in the way that I conduct myself and kind of conduct myself within a group as well. Yeah, but do you think, like, this process of, like, evolving, is it actually because you're forced to? Or is it a natural kind of thing? Like, you taking up, like, the tough persona? I think it's a mix of both because the tough persona definitely came from because of what was happening, um... 
in the background for me. To you. Where I just kind of ended up, I needed to be tough to be able to survive things. And I think a lot of it was taught. Whereas I, I kind of began to, you know, learn not to smile, learn not to feel emotions. And that's kind of what ended up happening to me between the years of like three to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of like partially learned. But then like, I think as I begin to grow into like the secondary time, I kind of like started to reflect on the way that I behaved. And then I kind of developed new personas based on that, but also kind of learned to become that person. I like how you mentioned personas because, you know, it's it's kind of strange, this concept of, like, a person maturing and evolving and, like, people think that, you know, just, like, us as teenagers probably, like, you think that when you're 18 years old and, like, you suddenly switch on, like, the adult, you're, you're now an adult and then things completely change for you and you're a completely different person but that's completely not it. Because <laughs> you were saying, like, it's a persona, and persona implies that you have, like, different parts of you, like, oh, this is person A, like, person B, person C, like, when you choose characters mm-hmm. in a video game. And it's not exactly you as a person. Like, I don't know if we should look at this as, like, these, I don't know, four or five characters as you as a complete person. Or are they separate, like, entities in some sorts? I think they're all kind of, like, a part of me. Like, there's obviously, like, I've mentioned this part of me before to you, where it's kind of like, when I go to a meeting, I do my best to kind of keep the peace and keep the meeting flowing as smoothly as possible and make sure everybody is included and involved. But then there's also a side of me that's also just very angsty and just kind of like you know gets in a bad headspace it doesn't come out too often but can come out like at some point like previously it would come out more but I think now I've kind of shifted my worldview and the way that I conduct myself so mm-hmm. I definitely think there are parts of me that are very different from each other but at the end of the day they're still part of me and I don't yeah. have any qualms with the fact that they're so different because I yeah. understand that they're part of me and I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's good. Because do you remember back <laughs> we had like a, f- a year of time when we used to have like different personas come out in the middle of the night? Remember that phase? <laughs> and we had a group I wouldn't for say it. it's dissociative behavior but it's more kind of like role playing so that we can distance ourselves from reality in a way because I do that from time to time or was it like our way Mm -hmm. of coping do you think it was our way of coping I think it may have been a way of coping just because there was a lot going on both in school at home or whatever and I think it's just a way for us to relieve our stress relieve and relief our stress and to kind of deviate. And I also think it was a part like of us exploring like our personalities. Like if I were to role play as this, you know, a tough or like a really outspoken character, then how far the outcome would be different? Cause 
yeah, I definitely think it's kind of like a lot of exploration. And I think we dabbled a lot into kind of like what we like, what we don't like. And we kind of, I think it was, I guess you're right in saying that it's, it was a coping coping mechanism. But I also kind of feel like it was a way of us exploring kind of the darkest parts. Well, the darkest parts of us back then. Because I, I, looking at it now, it's not that dark. <laughs> But back then, it it's felt not, like the biggest thing ever to us. Because it was like, yeah. oh, first time I ever learned about sex. First time I ever learned about love. First time I ever learned about, I don't know, just anything. Just like everything was very, very new to us. And I used like very extreme examples. But my point is, just everything felt new. And nothing felt familiar. And I think it's just a very teenager thing where it's like, Things feel different now. You're yeah. kind of being, you know, given the leash now a little bit. It, it's still on you, but you've yeah. got it. You start getting rebellious. Yeah. But I mean, like, also, like, with the rebellious part, like, how rebellious do you think mm-hmm. you were? And, like, you know, do you find that it... Did it help you develop or find out more about you? Like, it definitely helped me find myself, but you? The thing is, I feel like, because they grew up in a more like controlling kind of like family situation I didn't actually get the chance to rebel as much I think it was after like moving out for university where I actually start like exploring more things on my own and I guess because I I definitely it's yeah I can different I wouldn't say you're more rebellious now in a way like I don't know. How would you describe yourself being rebellious then? <laughs> <laughs> being irresponsible. I mean, I like honestly, your irresponsibility. Um, avoiding things mostly. I I guess so, but I kind of feel like it goes. In, I guess it's your way of being rebellious, like because it's very definitely from my perspective, very small doses of it, but to you, it's like the biggest kind of thing. Big is like the biggest like outbreak i can do from like what is expected yeah so i definitely feel like your rebellious act is kind of like it's still kind of like what we talked about earlier about like being pressured to keep an act but it's also a rebellious thing one as well (laughs) so it's like really weird equilibrium going on here very very strange (laughs) but you know since we're on that topic of kind of, like, the act that you have to put out, like, do you think you've ever internalized, mm-hmm. like, what people have said about you or, like, what people have, like, expected of you? I think... You know, I say this to you every time. I'm, like, the caring person. I become, like, the mother mm-hmm. of the group. The mom friend, basically. And I take care of people around me. Taking care of, like, others is part of my personality. But then... Taking taking care of them to the extent that it's it it smothers me, and like I feel like my friends are expected, and I feel like my friends expect me to keep this like oh she, she's a mom friend so like we can rely on her completely, and I think that was that internalized so much. I feel like to a de- certain degree, there's a bit of like enabling going like i've said this to you previously you disagree (laughs) but i feel like there's like some enabling going on just kind of like 
there are things where I find that, you know, you don't have to do, but, and I say that you don't have to do it, but then you kind of end up mm-hmm. doing it. And then it's just like, I just, I, I understand that you feel the need to do it, but I also think the healthiest thing for you is to stop doing it because one, from my perspective, you're mm-hmm. kind of spoiling other people in a way and letting them kind of rely on you. But at the same time, I also kind of feel like, you know, whilst you're letting them rely on you, like you're also kind of taking damage from that. It's like one of those RPG RPG again. <laughs> it's like one of those RPG moves that, <laughs> you know, you can attack people with but also attacks yourself. So you take damage too, you lose your HP, mm. that's you. What have you internalized? What have I internalized? I think yeah. I, I I I don't know if I would say if I internalized it or anything like that, but um rather just kind of like I mentioned this to you previously where like back in secondary it was and then there was like a like our our friend of ours was with this other kid and then kind of like he didn't look too happy and then I just kind of approached him and I was like hey you know like what's up you look kind of sad and then he just kind of looks at me and he's like you know we can't all be happy like you who is happy all the time basically that's what he said Uh... And then it it was a very hurtful thing to hear. And there's a lot of the times, I think actually now that I think about it, there is some sort of um, side of me that always like whenever there's people around, I just kind of go cheerful face. Hi, happy me. Like, I think that kind of led me to kind of like further like like, make this side of me concrete and behave like super cheerful all the time. And like... I'm happy to talk to people, you know? I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. The people that I talk to and get to know, I get very excited to be around. But I think a lot of the times, sometimes it's really creepy because some people see me... uh, Hold on. Like, some people know this. Like, people who are really close to me or get really close to me can see this sometimes. But there are times where it's like I'm be crying one minute and then when I have to snap back... I just snap like right freaking back to just being smiley and then being mm-hmm. perfectly fine. It's a skill that I've mastered for many years and it's a very bad habit of mine. Because <laughs> I think we're like the way that we're both similar is that we're like the, like, you know, in like bunch of like moody teenagers. We're like the two chirpy, like little birds flying around. <laughs> chirp, 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 you know? And we're like really bright, but then, you know. When we unwind it. And then, like, nobody sees us when we unwind ourselves mm-hmm. at times. And that's when you go, like, really sad. I'd... Like, you can't keep giving others positive energy and not getting yeah. them back. So I don't you think you've to... actually seen me, like, proper, like, sad. Because I think you would actually be terrified. No. S- someone has seen it. It's honestly terrifying when people see me being sad. Yeah. I try to keep it to a minimum when I'm around people because genuinely, I don't think it's a good thing to watch, but it's also like I can't hold it in sometimes. Do you ever feel yeah. like you've done a big sad, a big sad in front of me? <laughs> big sad. Because the thing is, I don't like burdening people with my problems. Mm-hmm. 
So if it's a big sad moment, then probably I've already cried about it and like thought it through and then like, hey, what's up? You know, I just cried just now. Ha ha ha. I'm fine now, I think. You know, things like that. Yeah, because like I, I definitely would say like I don't feel burdened when it comes to people that I really like. Like I really like you as a person. I think you're a cool person. So I'm fine mm-hmm. with you, like, you mm-hmm. bringing on heavy stuff, which I think has happened from time to time when we kind of go deep into, like, yeah. certain topics and stuff. And we kind of have those <laughs> moments where I'm like, let's do the podcast now. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> I'm basically, basically pulling one of those YouTuber moves where it's like the house is burning. Get the camera! <laughs> <laughs> the Gen Z, yeah. Um, no, yeah. but I definitely kind of feel like I'm very comfortable with showing most of my feelings to you. I don't know how it is for you, but that's how I feel about it. All right, then. All right, we we said all these kind of negative stuff. I think it's time for a detox. But let's detox everything. Like we've mentioned this. <laughs> let's. Burn yeah, sage, sage, yeah. candles, whatever, salt, holy Crystals, water, everything. Pull it out. <laughs> um, but like you said earlier, that you've heard comments about me where people have said like I've kind of become a more leader-like person, and I know like some people say I'm nice, mm-hmm. some people say I'm calm. It's really, really weird to hear that about myself, <laughs> but it's something that people think. Yeah, it gets awkward when people like start talking about you. Yeah, it's really odd, like describing you as a person. Because it's like, yeah. I don't see myself that way, but if they do see me that way, I'm very grateful for their kind words and opinions. Mm-hmm. But have you ever heard yeah. anything that, you know, someone said about you that you're very surprised by or didn't expect? No? no. But it's like, I do think a lot about things. And I think I've kind of started to learn to kind of like, try to like listen more I think is one of the things that I've started to do a lot more like since like after like years and years of nonsense in primary and secondary but I've trial and error yeah trial and error kind of meeting new people and having (laughs) new experiences definitely taught me Mm -hmm. to like read more read more <laughs> but reading is also very good for you because i think reading is actually something that's very helpful when it comes to like dissecting things even though it's not it's kind of like a passive skill that you learn because i feel like when you read mm-hmm. i read a lot of history and it's very saddening and there's obviously a lot of things that happen that shouldn't happen at all because it's just cruel and whatever i have to sometimes you know, when I read history, take a step back, kind of dissect it in my head as third party as possible and not to, like, get overly emotional about it because I think that's when just the ugliness comes out. And I'm not saying it's wrong mm. to be upset about certain historical events and stuff, but I think definitely, like, when you read things, like, it's it helps you build the skill of kind of, like, taking a step back and looking at things from a different lens. But I was gonna say, like... So, like, you know, after I've mentioned how impatient you are, I've also mentioned, like, you know, you're definitely a caring person, you can be relatively calm. Like, 
does it surprise you that I've said any of this? I don't think I've gone deep, deep, deep into like who I think no. you are as a person. Because I'm afraid that you're gonna cry because you look like you're gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just annoyed because it's really, really stuffy in this room. I know, but I'm also like, but no, <clears throat> looking at you and I'm like, because <laughs> I don't hear any cars. I'm but yeah, how do you feel about that assessment? Uh, that brief, surface level. The things that you summarize comes from like experience, from like interacting with me for a long period of time and different occasions. Mm-hmm. And I do think about like what I am to people, or like what people view me. So I'm not that surprised. It's only, you know. You know, I'm rarely surprised about like what people think about me unless it's really out of what i view myself you feel more than you used to definitely yeah and i think because i feel more that's a good thing like the past Mm -hmm. two years have been really rough because i've been feeling more or letting myself feel more of my emotions Mm -hmm. and it's it becomes overwhelming because i've not experienced these emotions in so long that they come rushing in and it's kind of like a big bum flying out to the air and smacking (laughs) me in the face. I don't know why that's the metaphor, but (laughs) just roll with it. I feel like it was just a rush of things and then just a lot's happened and then like overthinking and stuff. Hmm. I definitely feel like that's what happened. So, I mean, I'm definitely a soft boy now to, like, certain people that I really, really like. You have a soft... You have more soft spots for people now. That is true. I'm definitely... I feel like there's a lot of times I'm more... Now more I'm like, oh, what a baby. Well, not what a baby, but, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. Or, like... More consider, <laughs> considerate. It's not that you're not caring in the back then, were you? I think I was... Oh, well. Because of the tough persona, I tried not to be so concerned. Mm. I was definitely, I think back then, I was less empathetic and almost unsympathetic in a way because I didn't really feel my emotions. So I couldn't really feel... Connect. Much of others. anything else of mm. like my own emotions and other people's emotions but anyways we've kind of ended on your assessment of your my my critique of you my dissection i i feel like we could revisit this episode one day where we kind of talk when, like you know five years later who knows but kind of oh, just wow. see how much Look you back. change and then review this episode as well you know yeah. just to see between now and the future, what has changed? Oh, yeah. But yeah, do you have anything more Just, to add? You know, to our listeners, it's okay to be unsure about what you are at the moment. You know, talk to people around you and don't let it get to you too much. I think... Because it's a part of growing up. I would honestly... Yeah, I agree. There are a lot of things people can say about you that can be very hurtful. You may internalize it, and it might not be by, like, you know, you might not recognize that you've done so. Don't just listen to others. You know, listen to yourself, write a diary, 
you know, see what's、mm-hmm. happened in the day, take a step back, read it over, you know, think about it from a third person's perspective, review yourself, and then make a decision. Objectively.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an immediate decision either. Take it slow. Yeah. And you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've kind of you know, reached the end of this episode, anyways. You know, thanks for listening in. You know, catch、yeah. us every Tuesday and you know, be on the lookout for our social medias. And yeah, stay safe. Bye bye. <laughs>